Keep an eye on the ball, Brandon. Come on, big fella. Base hit. Here we go now. Oh, that's a base hit. Nice shot, Brandon. Nice Way to go, Brandon. Mike must be so proud of your son. He's having a great season. Oh, thanks, Kathy. But hey, hey, your son Jason, he's got a great arm. He's going to be on the, 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 we'll see him at Dodger Stadium soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike, I mean, Brandon is really stinging the ball this summer. Well, if his math scores were as high as his batting average, I'd have a straight-A student. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brandon, you don't want to get picked off. Get on the bag. No, I haven't seen Heidi in a while. Will you make sure to say hello for me? I certainly will. Thanks. She's actually real busy with her career shopping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Kentucky Dad Podcast brought to you by SB Nations, a sea of blue, big blue, Drew, and it's opening day of baseball. A lot of teams opening baseball today. So I played that clip. I was laughing a lot. It's long. I might have to sprinkle some more of those in um, Saturday Night Live with Will Ferrell. So baseball's here. I'm sure a lot of Little League dads out there for show. Um, I'm excited about this one. Got a good buddy of mine. Finally, I, I know somebody um, a little bit better. I don't have to learn too much about him, so I'll be able to dig in a little bit. But my guy from ESPN 680, 93.9 The Ville, I have no idea what your job title is. We'll try to clarify that. But uh, Phil Baker, what's up, Phil? <laughs> many people are still trying to figure that out. I've been showing up for many years, and, and I still don't have that title. So I'm basically whatever they need me to do. They put up the bat signal. Uh, you know, whether it be, hey, you want to be in the marketing component of this? Do you want to sell? Do you want to run our website? Do you want to be a fill-in host? Whatever they need me to be is basically what I do. I actually do feel like I just came across your job title because I was like scoping a picture to put up on you for the Twitter page. I think I came across your LinkedIn profile. So you have somewhat of one, but um, you can catch Phil on the airwaves like around the Louisville area streaming on ESPN and all that stuff. Um, he does a Sunday morning hangover show there. And uh, super good ratings too, Phil. Can you re- can you remind the uh, the listeners, uh, you know how how you guys do? Oh yes, yes, it is. It is. We are it, it firmly have a nice grasp of the seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive ten to noon time slot. So we know you have many options out there for that ten a.m. to noon slot. So we appreciate anyone and everyone that is a part of probably the Bowman Field, Hikes Point, maybe a little bit of Germantown Corridor. Sunday morning hangover, you know, the, the hangover show b- between 10 to 12, which is like primetime church time. And, and Nick doesn't even drink. I don't even know right. how he, they came up with that name. So basically, yeah, a little side story. I, I joined that probably, God, it's probably about six years ago. Nick Evans, now the SID for the Louisville women's basketball team, was he and Nick Curran, who's the voice of the Louisville Bats, as well as the Louisville women's basketball team. They started it a few years back. I mean, God, it was probably like right after Bobby V about 10 years ago. So I stabbed Nick Evans in the back when he got bigger and better jobs. Nick was kind enough to bring me and we both kind of started out uh, together as interns. And then he just is ascended and keeps climbing the ladder. And I just keep uh, sticking in neutral, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Phil's the man. New dads. We've had quite a few of them, including the last one, which I was trying to get at. Stefan Dingo was great from um, WLKY. If you haven't heard that one, he is another new dad. So Phil, tell us about um, your kid and stuff, man. So I don't even the, – the timeline's all a blur, so I don't even remember when it was. Yeah, she was a little baby Ella, so she was born back in November. It's pretty crazy. So, I mean, you're getting yeah. basically seasoned vets on here with that know have all the answers to life and uh, that are dads that know this. You, uh, there's so many people that you could have gone after that have more experience than I do. I appreciate the invite, but in terms of advice and things like that, I am just uh, learning. No, we're, not, <laughs> we're not really giving it. We're more seeking it. But, yeah, so tell us, man. So I know you got a baby girl. What's her name? Yeah, yeah. so baby girl names uh, named after the grandmother. So her name was 
was Eleanor, so we're calling her Ella, the baby. Right. So, uh, yeah, so we're excited. It's about four. She's about four months old now. So uh, just started daycare, and we are trying to get that scheduled down. And it's obviously with everything with COVID going on, it is a brave new world of trying to figure that. But it's been fun, man, starting to really show some expressions, laughing and things like that. I feel like she actually knows who I am now. Yeah, it's not yeah. just crying at me all the time. So that's a lot of fun. And it's like, yeah, I'm not just this crazy person that changes your diaper every few hours and you can throw up on. So you actually know who I am. So that is a lot of fun. But no, man, it's it's been it's been fun. Everybody tells you, you know, there's nothing like it and they can't really prepare you and all that cliche stuff. And I am trying to learn as we go. So <laughs> there well, Phil, I am. So I don't I, take I, any I, advice I can get. Big shout out to Big Blue Drew because I'm positive I gave you this advice because I try to give it to all, all my buddies that are going through the baby thing. And it's exactly that, the dads. Like, I'm like, that first three months, for some people, it goes super smooth. But for some people, it can be kind of rough because the fact that the baby kind of doesn't recognize you, you don't really build that bond. They don't have much of a personality. But once you can get them to make them laugh, you know it makes them happy, it changes it big time. So I know I've kind of went through that. Um, we have a lot of hilarious pictures of my son just looking at me like I'm a complete moron, like from a zero to three months when I was holding him and stuff. So good for you, man. I'm excited um, to, to talk to you a little bit. So we'll get off right to it, man. You always know we start the show with our TV dads. Um, I played, I guess, uh, you know, Will Ferrell playing a dad earlier. But uh, who's your TV dad, Phil? Well, you gave me these parameters. Look, Uncle Phil to, was man. going You're to the go. first person I gave parameters to uh, well, ever, either. I mean, I, I should have dibs. Just cause Uncle Phil is a god. <laughs> and rest in peace. I love that. He's one of the – where he's getting – Will Smith's getting hustled in the pool hall is one of the best scenes in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And if you don't get all the feels whenever uh, Uncle Phil and, and Will Smith have that – that that moment of why didn't he want me talking about his real that like that just hits the field so I'll, I'll get outside of what the parameters you you put me in wow, this you were, that, that really fired jail. you up man Man, i'm telling you I, I held that close to my heart so we'll say carl winslow family matters uh would have to be up there george feeney although not a father i would say a father-ish role from boy meets world um yeah so those would probably be 1a and 1b for father ish figures if you're not going to let me have uncle phil who is in fact the goat i would say zach morris's dad just because from say by the bell he doesn't really have any parameters and he just lets zach do whatever he wants and you never see him outside of a couple episodes uh yeah i was gonna say I don't, I don't remember a lot of uh zach's dad i feel like you're pulling that one deep well, I was going to say, they, they had a toga party, maybe had one too many to drink. Zach uh, crashes the station wagon, so probably not the best role model uh, to have Zach Morris, but his dad does, in fact, make an appearance for that. So that's basically uh, the only one that I could have with there. So Mr. Feeney, Boy Meets World, Carl Winslow, and if you're not going to let me say Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Nice. Okay. That's a good list. It's a good list. Um, I was really struggling. I, I usually just try to throw out a, you know, I'm all, whatever I'm watching kind of that week with the family or something, I'll just comment on that, Dad. Um, none are appropriate, I guess. I'm watching a few shows, but they don't have father figures in them. So I, I know we've talked about this, at least on Twitter. I don't remember the dad podcast, but I have one of the worst dads of all time, Phil. One of the worst father figures in the history of television. And that is the dad from Angels in the Outfield since his baseball opening day. Oh, he, he's, he's, a, he's a piece of crap. He's yeah, my man. My man basically says, I'll be your dad if the worst team in baseball wins the pennant. Then they win the pennant or whatever. I guess they won it pretty close. Who knows? And then he doesn't even still do it. Like, worst dad ever. Speeds off on his Harley at that. Wow, what an all-time jerk. So that's why you can have the father-ish figures and Danny Glover steps up big time. So, yeah, yep. look, look, I'm not just – we don't have to be the biological components of oh, this. I'm sure. all in for 
for Danny Glover being the MVP of that. So, yes, and Christopher Wood. I actually watched that not too long ago. Dude, it, well, I'm, it I'm actually, proud of you saying well. that, Phil, because last week or the last time I um, on the Dad podcast, I was really um, touting Andy's mother from Toy Story because have you ever seen Andy's father around in Toy Story? No, four films. I've seen them each no less than 25 times. So um, who knows? Maybe Andy's dad's around. He's just drawn out. But I gave her props for raising such a fine young man in um, Andy. Yeah, they've, 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 again, those movies don't get you. God, I think the last one I saw was in theaters was, was that Toy Story 3. And that was, in fact, the decision with LeBron James. So it is going on over a decade in which I have seen a Toy Story movie. But I'm sure those will be in my future here in the very, literally very, hear one now. Yeah, yes, <laughs> coming here soon. All right, well, let's keep it moving. So uh, Thursday night, we kept the Thursday night. It's usually the night we try to get a dad pot in. So late in the week. So we like to ask our guest, Phil. Um, so I know you just mentioned you got a four-month-old baby. Life's crazy. What was dinner tonight? What did you and Lauren do for dinner? Oh, man. We basically had some leftovers. Nice. Oh, man. What did we do? It was just basically, I think I, we had some hummus as well as she had some okay. leftover chili. So, yeah, we went real trendy with it. So, Friday's usually our big takeout night. Exactly. We and Thursday, that. man, that's so, man, you just stereotypical knocked it out of the park because Thursday is kind of that night, man. You just dragged in the week. You're just trying to get to Friday because you know you're getting pizza or ordering out. Um, so, man, my night, I got. I've said it too many times, it's embarrassing, but I crushed some bagel bites. They were hitters. Not all bagel bites are hitters. That's my big point. But when they hit, they're epic. So um, I, I give them like maybe like one out of every three times are good. Tonight they were good. So I had a good Thursday meal. And uh, we'll probably do the same thing tomorrow. I'll get like carry out, whatever. That's what you got to do. It's, it's the small victories I'm learning that you have to look forward to the weekend for the gets of carry outs and that we are definitely taking advantage. We're trying to get a schedule down with the, the COVID, the daycare, all this stuff. We're, we're being thrown all these wrenches. Well, I used to have, I don't want to say freedom because I still have the freedom component, but man, it, it's, it's just different. Everybody tells you it's just different, but you have to think of a living human thing and it's not a dog for a change so you actually have to you know pick pick her up by a certain time so things I took for granted now I'm trying to get a system down which I am terrible at with time management and I am learning on the fly that you cannot be late because they will in fact charge you yep I remember that my mom when we were a little dollar a minute and we would stress for we'd all be stressing because we didn't have no dollar a minute um but two real crazy sidebars that I just wrote down on my paper I wanted to get off my chest on the dad pod tonight um one um, one of our baby gates came down. Oh my God. Every time I turn the corner, I forget. And it's just like, I feel like I moved into like an open field. Um, if you know me, I'm really tall. So I, it's kind of good and bad for a baby gate. Like sometimes I can step over it, but a lot of times it's like just uncomfortable for me to like bend down and get it locked and stuff. So a huge moment in the Brown household, really excited about the baby gate down. And then, uh, dang, what was the second thing? I kind of forgot now. Uh, let's move. Let me ask you this. And I'll think of it, Phil. What do you drink more every day? Soda, coffee, or sorry, maybe let's do like a week, just in general. Soda, coffee, or alcohol? Uh, man, you know, not a soda. Not a big on that, even though we have those, the great partners, man, at the station with Ale 8 and uh, Focus, man. We have been, we've, I know you've great. seen the plug oh, for yeah, that. So. that. So hold on, we got to clarify that again. So Phil, Phil Baker on the day podcast, by the way, uh, unknown job title at ESPN 680. <laughs> Um, and they did. They just picked up a sponsor. We're not going to hammer home any more L.A. stuff, but L.A. and Focus. Focus is fire. If you're not familiar with it, it's basically just like a carbonated, I guess, like water beverage pretty much, like very healthy. 
that um packs a little punch get you energized but um so i'm sure you'd be slamming that stuff at the station yeah 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 i've been working remotely for a little bit and i go down a few days a week but when i'm down there i am sure to grab one of each so they are big yes And, and to clarify yes i my job title all the you probably looked on my linkedin it's Villain host, I could do, uh, I do the business development side of some things. So I do some sales and marketing here at the station. So whatever they need me to do. And then if needed, they put up the bat signal. And when they get down to their eighth pick of somebody who cannot host that day, yours truly does, in fact, get behind the mic. So that's what we do. But yeah, it's, it's clutch. I know the guys, they, they love it there, man, in terms of uh, the L8 and focus. That stuff gets, whenever the focus man comes and drops the stuff off, man, it is like Santa Claus around the station and the guys just absolutely devour it. Well, I got to say, too, because I even had to ask, I had to solicit, um, you know, advice, I guess, about what could I razz you on a little bit at the show. So I put on Twitter, asked some of your coworkers from ESPN 680, well, you know, what's something I can maybe rasp a little bit tonight on the dad pod? And uh, I think only uh, only Strebel was written back so far, and he basically said, nothing feels too nice. And I'm like, damn. I said, that's why I had to ask for advice. Don't let Strebel – he just wants free stuff. He wants free beer and free tickets from me. That's the only reason he's saying that. So he's just mad because we're not – we're not uh, getting the, that beer plug right now, so we'll get them back to that soon. No, Strebel's the man. No, we, I appreciate the kind words. We, we, we give takes off the air. We always say the stuff that happens behind the scenes is probably would be, in my tell-all book, would be the stuff that would um, many would probably flock to versus the stuff that we say on the air. So I know some of the guys it, – it's been weird, man. I don't know about you guys, but I know you're trying to get back to a system. Most of our guys doing the show from shows from home, and then the days that they are in studio, I feel like I'm doing the stuff from home. So so it's just been a very bizarre year in trying to get back into it. But Strebel, don't let him fool you. Me, me and him, we, he, he just wants free tickets and beer in terms of uh, razzing me and saying I'm too nice of a guy. But I do appreciate it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. This guy's like Animal House in that place most of the time. You know, a lot of people, too, I'll say this, a lot of uh, different radio entities or stations or whatever. Now, everyone's trying to kind of do that rock jock style of like, oh, we're goofballs and stuff like that. But I can damn attest, like, that's what I said. I, I just can imagine certain groups of people in there. and They really do have fun. And um, I've, I've got a chance to hang out there a lot. So, yeah, unique in work environment for sure. And when one you should feel fortunate to work in. Um, oh, I forgot the second thing I was going to say. It was kind of uh, monumental. Uh, Lily went on like a little getaway this week. So I'll be pretty much vaccinated. Me and her mom, when she gets back, she went um, with a friend from basketball. So uh, really weird not to have her in the house for a few nights. So it was kind of an odd week here. <laughs> Um, Man, that's crazy. Like in terms of, yeah, just like now she's like her own little adult now, the, your daughter. I mean, that, that's crazy oh, to God. think she's that been, she's yeah, even doing she's been that. So, I mean, she is just, uh, it's crazy. I don't even, uh, it's not enough time to even get into that tonight. And plus she's gone. I'm going to enjoy that a little bit. Happy for her. She'll be back <laughs> Saturday. Uh, switch gears. We're rolling down the list here. Kentucky Dad Podcast. Phil Baker and my buddy's on tonight. Um, let's get after it though. So we're switching gears a little bit to um, serious stuff. So we we also ask our guests, kind of put you on the spot if if you weren't prepared for this. But uh, when was your last good cry? Man, oh God, that's I'm trying to think about that. That's, that's a tough. One. You know you what? Just, you just have a new baby, and if you want to take that layup, and you know something. No, no, I, I'll say this. It was probably I wasn't say it was like a breakdown emotional cry. I, I would say the weeks leading up to the baby arriving, I think it was just a culmination of things. Like just dealing with some stuff from work. And then like my dog actually, like he was kind of having some 
some troubles, man. I, and this is about to get like pretty emotional and stuff, but like he was having some back trouble and things like that. And I had no idea what was going on. He got the culmination of it. Can't barely walk. He's good now. So I'm going to make it <laughs> not a terrible ending to a story, but like went to the vet and it was just like a culmination and like not knowing what's wrong and everything. And I mean, this guy's been a part of my life for, you know, going back for over a decade. And I was just like, I don't know if it was the, the baby was almost here. And then like, what's, is is thorough good my dog i call him thor for short is he going to be able to like meet like stuff like that and then like i was just like in the vet's office like not no and again he's fine so it was completely like didn't even need to do it but that wasn't like a breakdown but like yeah i would probably say like the last tearful thing i mean i should probably say you know my my baby girl bring it being brought into this world would probably be the way up there but there was just so much going on like when that happened i didn't fully like i I don't i couldn't i don't know just for me like the idea i would have never probably like emotionally cried um just adrenaline running at that moment and i yeah i know like that's adrenaline more probably before than after honestly yeah yeah i would say adrenaline's probably the right word because everyone i've heard a bunch of people say oh you're gonna break down and cry i would say adrenaline's the perfect word because there's just so many people in and out it's like a nascar pit crew and you're like what just happened and it's like here's a kid there you go yeah i don't get that i definitely wouldn't have been on on that side as far as like all kinds of like strangers in there and stuff it was very, I guess it's different for everybody though. Who am I to say, um, you know, emotions of others, I guess. Uh, what about father figures in your life? Phil, I know I've had a chance to meet um, your parents, a wonderful people, no surprise, but um, you know, I don't know, just open floor for you, man. Just people that in, in general have uh, kind of shaped you into the man you are and the dad you are and the dad you're going to be. No, I mean, I, th- I think it goes back from like my dad and everything. I mean, it makes probably no surprise. Like I'm probably in this field, probably a large part due to some of the things that he did. He worked in some TV components. And I remember as a kid doing some things of him listening to the radio. Uh, you know, I always thought it was so cool. Probably explains why I got into radio, uh, just calling into whether it be there wasn't a ton of sports options uh, really in, when we were growing up outside of, you know, some cups of coffee for some sports station and there was news talk sprinkled in, but we would call in to win contests. My dad taught me how to, oh, cool. you know, record things and like hear your voice on there. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever when I was growing up. So, you know, just being there, I'd probably say starting with my dad, my grandparents too, awesome figures. And really going back, I really didn't know my mom's grandfather as well. He passed away probably when I was really young, but just he's been in some articles uh, around the Courier Journal. Our family's been here for years upon years. So I read things like that and kind of my, a lot of my family members say they see a lot of him and me, but then my grandfather, um, my other grandfather as well too, just, you know, really pushing me to stick with sports. We can get into some of the basketball action you and I have had over the years and talking about that and just sticking with stuff and, and definitely, uh, you know, trying to, if you're going to commit to something, try to commit to it. So. So I think that's something that has really stuck with me. So, yeah, if we're, you know, not really going off the, the beaten path, but probably my, my dad and uh, my grandparents, I would say. Well, like I said, man, everyone was just touting your niceness. And um, I, know that, I know that gets thrown around a lot, like the nicest guy in XYZ. But you really are considered that. So no surprise you had, you know, wonderful core parents that, um, that brought you up like that. But, man, I'm pissed at myself just hearing you just kind of drop the basketball thing in. I should have really been talking a lot about um, what a lot of listeners probably think is uh, one of the cool things you do is um, your stuff with NBA to Louisville. I know you're extremely passionate and kind of founded a lot of the, um, the movements to bring an NBA team to the state of Kentucky um, here in Louisville. So, uh, man, just tell us about that, because I, I know every time we talk about it, it gets me excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, how much time you got? <laughs> I mean, we. It, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would say in terms of just like where it started, it started as kind of a passion project for me. I have family spread out all over the country. And whenever they would come to town, they was always one of the things like, 
you know, why don't you have a pro team here and things like that? And I was like, that's a good question. Then I'd go visit them and not see, and you can attest to this being when you went to Florida, seeing the basketball passion that's here. So this has been something I've thought about since, you know, I was probably in second grade and when I had to like write a paper to my elementary school uh, teacher. So it was always there. Fast forward a little bit, you know, the flirtations. We were in middle school, maybe in early high school. I think Eric Crawford just tweeted out it's been 20 years uh, for the Hornets Louisville deal. It looked like it was going to get done, and then that fell through, which still eats at me to this day. And then uh, we had a college project, and it was really interesting. By Just by chance, the most Louisville thing ever is some guys were actually running another Facebook page that was called Bring the Sacramento Kings to Can- or Louisville. And those guys, like I knew them in high school, not uh, particularly well, but reached out to them because we actually had somebody from the league offices with this little grassroots page for the Facebook page that we created for Bring the NBA to Louisville. Uh, Albert, let me give them credit. Albert Stommer, he's now in Singapore. Nick Evans, who's now was the uh, previous host of the show, uh, as well as uh, now the SID at the UFL for women's basketball. He started it, and we got like a message from somebody in the league offices like, yeah, we frown upon this, like, for other cities poaching teams. And we're like, hey, guys, we oh should God, probably so – So, wait. So, wait, wait. Let me pause you there. Yes. So, essentially, this started with you, like, borderline tampering in the National Basketball Association. Well, so so not necessarily us. The, the guys that were doing the bring the Sacramento Kings. To, but, yeah, so, like, yeah, so they – so that's important because we just had, like, a vague like, – we don't <laughs> care if it's the Kings or something like that. We'll take anybody. But we told them, it's like, hey, this is something that, you know, we're really getting <laughs> some – momentum on if they're taking and like we checked that out i think this was the very early days of the linkedin page i think this was probably 2000 i was still in college 2010 2011 ish and we got a message uh one of my the guy that was running albert stommer was like we need to you know you, you need to simmer this down because like and you saw it fast forward you saw what happened when seattle and, and sacramento tried to get or uh, seattle tried to take sacramento they shut it down because as you alluded to it's frowned upon they don't want to promote other teams doing it so fast forward to it man we were just random guys that were doing this for kind of a passion project really didn't think anybody was reading it or doing things like that and then we got approached by some people in the business community so we're kind of the grassroots component uh so that's like nba to lou and then you have the component that's the louisville basketball investment and support group which is more kind of the investment piece behind like dan issel and joe steyer and, and some other business uh you know leaders around the city so you know we just wanted some more recognition to be like, hey, we're taking serious. We're not just guys, parent, you know, living in their mom's basement, you know, eating Cheetos, saying we want an NBA team. We're like, we want sustainable evidence that proves to that why this would work here. And, and it was really interesting, man. Like they've done some deep dives in this, whether it be from tickets, the demo, the like, you know, feasibility studies if this could work, if it couldn't work, and things like that. And it, it, it's, you know, it, uh, the data that we've seen indicates that it can. And who knows that if it'll happen, obviously. Expansion's on the horizon. I know everyone points to Seattle. You know, the, the hot city right now is Vegas, although when I was out there in Summer League a few years ago, I think it was maybe a little bit. Uh, the, the league maybe feels as if, like, their toes dipped in just enough from what I gathered out there with the summer league, but not necessarily being out there with all the potential <laughs> headaches that could happen. But I mean, Vegas is definitely an it city right now, but I just want Louisville to be in the mix. If you know, you got an arena, you got the passion here. I know you can attest to this being in Florida and how it doesn't, it, nothing or when you were in Florida, I should say nothing matches what the passion for basketball is around these parts. And I know a lot of people correlate that just to being college basketball. 
uh, I happen to think that that would be at all levels, in my opinion. But, you know, it's one of those things you won't know until you roll the dice here. And I think it's one of my biggest issues with the cities of, you know, being afraid to fail. Like, let's say it doesn't work after 10 years. Okay, well, then I'll shut up if it doesn't work after 10 years and they move elsewhere. But, like, it's always going to be this elephant in the room of like, hey, let's at least try it. And hopefully, you know, maybe this will be the time they get it together. Well, that was a lot, Phil. Just how about this? Yes or no? Will Will Louisville have an NBA team by twenty thirty five? There will be two teams. <laughs> no, you're fine. There there will be two teams that I think the expansion will be inevitable by then. Relocation, I don't think. I think cities are wising up for that. It depends how aggressive like Louisville wants to be. I mean, we're not gonna if you go for the glitz and glamour. Louisville's not gonna beat Vegas. It's just plain and simple. What you got to do is lean into. You got to lean into the passion for basketball here. It's not market size. You got an NBA ready arena. You got tons of connections to the league. So it, look, I mean, it, you need a whale investor. You need a, a billionaire that believes in the city and thinks that it can be that. So. I, w- I like that. I'm an optimist. I'm All optimist. that, Phil, and at the end, I, we need a billionaire. I yeah, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an optimist, and I think that we can find one. I, I think it's going to be difficult, but I think if you have the people that are the right people in place that showcase what the city can be and when you, you know, get 21000 for an NBA preseason game and then you see what Louisville, Kentucky can get, I know that it's changed in recent years with attendance, but I, I tend to think that we will have one by then, yes. Man, ah, Phil Baker um, definitely knows the analytics of this. Um, he's being modest, brushes elbows with Dan Nissel and all these guys, trying to make this happen. He just does it from a point of love in basketball. So I often think, Phil, like, uh, you know, maybe it is that year 2035 or whatever that uh, me and you and a couple of our boys will be in the Yum Center or wherever it is at that time watching NBA basketball. And you'll, you'll be a big person to thank for that. Um, random I'll be sitting, kind of- I'll be sitting, I'll be sitting courtside or you and I'll be sitting courtside with that. I will yeah, splurge. If there's ever a team here, I will be sitting courtside for that first game. It's so sick too, because like with the NBA, it's so much different. I mean, I guess you could get a quarterback in football, you know, stuff like that. No real examples of hardly of, you know, someone coming over and just taking over in major league baseball to where like, you know, catapult your team, a guy you've never heard of, or maybe not never heard of, but just added to the team as a young player, a rookie. But with basketball, man, I mean, you come in at any NBA team, you know, even if it's here in Louisville, you take your lump for a few years, you get a couple of good draft picks. You maybe get a number one pick with a generational player like LeBron or something, and it would be epic. But talk about that all night. As you can tell, Phil is really passionate about it. But uh, one random side note just to kind of end it because I, I wanted to talk about this this week. Man, I didn't think I would care at all because I'm kind of busy. I don't get a chance to watch as many movies and stuff as I, I, wanted, I previously did. But uh, this HBO streaming stuff is pretty lit, Phil, if you don't have it. I'm pretty excited. I haven't watched Kong vs. Godzilla yet. And then another Mortal Kombat, man. I like the idea of uh, not having to go, you know, to the movies and chilling at home watching these new releases. Oh, it was so funny. My, my buddies were, like, live tweeting in the group chat that I am, like, in with about Kong vs. Godzilla. I was like, oh, I'll give it a start. The Mrs. Lauren, she's over here. Like, like She has no desire to watch this, right? I was like, there's no way she wants to watch this. And, of course, she sees Eleven from Stranger Things in this. And she's like, oh, Let's she's in this? It. And she was just like, okay, I, I kind of I want to watch this. I want to watch this. So, yes, no, it is clutch. I love it. Hashtag Phil underscore underscore Baker on Twitter. I will try. I'm like Pokemon cards with these streams, baby. You want to trade these out? I'm your guy. Because, look, I'm telling you, it's like you're on top shot, Drew. I, I will yeah. get basketball trading cards with this. Like, we're – I will trade out streams for this. If you need a stream for a game, I'm your guy on that. I, I like sticking man. it to the man and, and trading these out. So this is actually on the up and up. But yes, I, if you know, I know people have won Netflix or Hulu and things like that. Like we, we talk to me. We can trade out a deal on that. This if guy, all right, sounds good. Sounds <laughs> good enough. Uh, 
uh, along the lines of the movie specifically, though, I watched like rewatch like the first 30 minutes of The Last Godzilla with Brian Cranston, and it's pretty damn good, man. I don't know if you remember how the rest of it gets. I'm sh- like before Godzilla's really even introduced. So um, anyway, that was just shout out to, uh, I guess, the new streaming age and just um, nobody's probably even going to the movies. But just the fact that it's in the theater the same day you can watch it on your TV, pretty big transition. I know Disney's done a little of that. So epic. Um, all right, man, we'll wrap it up. Appreciate you, Phil. We always ended on dad jokes. Um, do you want to go first? You want me to knock out? Yeah, uh, y- you go first, man. I, I was going to say, man, it, it, this is a dad pod, so I don't know how dark we can be in terms of going down a wormhole, so I will just do a punny dad joke after you. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, actually, um, I have the, I've mentioned this several times. I have the ability to mark the episode explicit, which I've been given the green light to do. I don't really have much uh, direction or anything, so I'm down for that. Um, and last week, I think it was the first time I ever had to with a really nice, wholesome, good dude, uh, Stefan Dingle. Again, listen to that one. It was awesome. And I don't even remember exactly why. And I think I said a couple of cuss words or something. He might have too. But anyway, I digress. I got my joke. Um, not sure about this one. I, I even tailored it a little to my own. But here we go. Um, I don't know if you heard, Phil, but the, the CEO of Ikea is actually running for like an elected office in Sweden. Um, but the polls are showing they're a little nervous. It'll take too long to put together his cabinet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just read that in your brother's voice. For those that don't know, <laughs> Drew's brother and I, we, and, and, and Drew used to run around and the, the debauchery that we used to do. Man, like it'll be yeah. in our tell-all book. Definitely have to mark this episode explicit to go over a lot of our yeah that'll be in my tell-all book uh man i'm trying to find I man these are so bad i'm I, the, the dark ones that i have I, look i mean this is terrible I, we're gonna just go for it it's because it's the first thing that came up on google because the dark one do you know where i store all my dad jokes oh where in a database i mean that's brutal every time man they're just so easy and i, I feel so stupid i never get them man i'm so dumb no, man. Yeah, it's it's brutal. But, yeah, we, we'll have to get the squad together. We, you didn't go into our basketball stories where you were my knight in shining armor when we played the Jimmy John guys. I thought we were going to oh, talk man. about, like, our, our record. I leagues. mean, I, I was going to introduce you, actually, but, I, you know, we are we talk in our such small circle here in Louisville since we know everyone, and hopefully there's more people listening. But, um, yeah, you're like um, a Jewish community center goat, man. You really are one of our big basketball kind of like gym facilities here where a lot of people hoop and stuff. And, Phil, you're just sneaking people in the back door of that place and stuff since I can remember, man. Not, not, not like we used to. It's, it's changed. They've stepped their game up. But, yes, the start out, and I know we'll probably get on a hard out, but I, I got I to shout out to my boy Drew. Opening tip, we're playing these Jimmy Johns. I guess they're, they're co-ed team or whatever. They're not even co-ed. They're rec team. And, like, first play of the game, I get the ball tipped to me. I got a wide open layup, thinking I may smack the backboard and realize that was 10 years ago. That ain't happening. I get pushed right into the wall. It's a funny sidebar. If anybody knows where the ESPN Louisville studios are, there's a Jimmy Johns right next to us. Yeah. That, was the, that was the team that was there. So I was like, oh, did wow. I do something? I do yeah, that was some of the angst. So the guy like pushes me like right into the wall in the first play of the game. My boy Drew, knight in shining armor, comes up. And I look like Steve Rogers. I think that's what Lily deemed me as I'm wearing a 2XL jersey. And it just looked like I'm just looking puny. So it's, you know, easy target. My man Drew goes for like 40 this game. He's Steph Curry and just turning around, not even looking at the basket, running the opposite end of the court. Those days may be over, my friend. Who knows what that's going to look like? That we're going to just walk. That long ago, either, man. That's I, I, it's catching up to me. I was telling you, we're we're going to get out on the court, but I feel like my my abilities to do it well are they're definitely fading. 
they all, we all are, my friend. We all are. And COVID did not help. For whatever thread we were hanging on to, everybody's all weird now. And I feel like we've all put on the LBs in this post-COVID world. And who knows what it's going to look like after that, man. So you have to be – don't be a stranger, man. You need to come back on the Sunday show. Nick's – his women's season's over and everything. We'll have to get you on to do like a spring football or college basketball recap or something to kind of close out the year because everyone's all up in arms about Cal and Kentucky losing its mind. Everybody hates Chris Mack these days. Who knows how long that's going to last. It's just – it's nonstop here. The soap opera that is the Bermuda Triangle, Louisville, Kentucky, and Indiana. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, man, we'll get together for sure. And I know you you guys over there are always hyping it up, so we'll do it for sure. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Thanks for everyone for listening. Make sure you're following um, at Kentucky Dad Pod. Check out a sea of blue for all of our stuff. We appreciate everyone. We'll talk to you next time.